Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? David, you know what the Penn Cinema Podcast is? What's that? It's the gift that keeps giving. This is what happened. I just said, you ready to do this? And he said... I guess. <laughs> Maximum enthusiasm. I guess. Well, it's. <laughs> I mean, we're here. <laughs> well, it's funny because we just like chatted. You know, we just caught up with our lives and whatnot. And I forgot that we were going to also do this. Show. But while we were chatting, we yeah. were talking about gift giving, mm. and I'm curious if our listeners have ever received an especially wonderful gift. Or Ooh. what's even more fun <laughs> is an especially awful gift. Yes, podcast at pencinema.com. Yeah, and if you're new to the show, you may not know over the years, David has demonstrated. David Moulton, host of the Penn Cinema Podcast, oh, I think is, I met him. is the champion best gift giver <laughs> of all time. I, see, here's my thought pattern. I go, yeah. what could they want? And what could I clutter their house with? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> David, I, I caught David in here one time. I didn't want to tell him that I, that I, cause I, I pretended that I wasn't here, yeah. but I, I came into the office one time at a time when I usually wouldn't be here. And I came around the corner and there was David. He was at my end of the office, right around my desk, hovering around my desk. He had a tape measure out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and he was measuring, oh, I see a spot <laughs> that I could put something. Yeah. <laughs> I better get yeah. those dimensions. I had a microscope out. I was like, there's a little bit more dust in this area. Right. <laughs> that could be on something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so best gift that you've ever gotten. And more importantly, way more fun worst gift <laughs> yes please podcast at pensinema.com and no the pensinema podcast doesn't fit for both of those right. <laughs> oh i don't know <laughs> worst gift i ever got was waking up monday morning to the pensinema podcast you know what would be a great gift <laughs> i'm gonna do this <laughs> oh, i'm gonna have to think about who i'm gonna give this to but i'm gonna make up a gift certificate and pretend that I bought somebody a hundred free episodes of the Penn Cinema podcast. Like, <laughs> give them a thumb drive. Oh, right. With the, with the, uh, hey, right. I got this for you. Yeah. It took me a while to put it together. Right. <laughs> you are now entitled the next hundred podcasts for free. For free. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> I'm good like that. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what else should be free? Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> But instead, it's coming out Sonic the Hedgehog 3, December 20th, 2024. Does that feel like a long lead time to announce a release date? Uh, here's the thing. I think historically, no. But I think mm. current time, yes. Because mm -hmm. movies turn around so much faster. And I think that maybe Frodo will back me up on this one. I like that it's over a year away for an animation film. Right, especially a live action mixed yeah. animation film. Like, like, take your time and do it. You yeah, know? the VFX artists are going to be happy with that timetable. Right. And move walking into that, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Frodo helped point out a story. I think we touched on it a little bit before, but uh, Disney and their v- people working for Disney, the VX- VFX artists are like rebelling hardcore. Like they're, mm. they're trying to find other jobs. They're saying that the conditions there are horrible. Mm. Um, and that's why the oh, the overall aesthetics of the Marvel movies, especially Marvel is what they were really keying in on, like has kind of gone down a little bit or plateaued. Did you, word. W- was that something that was sent into us from Frodo or did I see that online? The comparison of like, it was a side-by-side shot of some of the special effects in the two recent Marvel movies side by side with special effects of like Pirates of the Caribbean and something Mm. else. And it was like actually stunning because I feel like a lot of times I'm the kind of person who, you know, I think we all know I'm like a pretty easy critic, like on some of this stuff. But like when you see that side by side, it really is stunning, you know, to, to see the difference in quality, you know, of the VFX. It really is, you know, where there's really bad VFX, Beast. Ooh. Did you see that yeah. one scene when it was like a, a computer generated Idris Elba running from the lion? Oh, I didn't notice that he was computer. I mean, of course, because it was awful. This is the thing. Well, we'll and even even things. I noticed. Whoa. I I thought it was horrible see, uh, graphics, and I thought ah, Ghost in the Darkness. At least it was real lions, right? The superimposed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get to the beast. But anyway, the FFX, like, and I think as more, as the technology has improved and visual effects become more and more relevant to more and more movies, like, yeah, you're, I I think we are right to demand a higher level of quality. And that doesn't mean that we demand that the artists do so overnight. Right. You know, like we're demanding a higher quality and we should then also allow for the appropriate amount of time necessary to produce that. One of the things that they noted in this article that, that Frodo sent us was the the artists are saying that not only are they supposed to turn it around really fast, but Marvel specifically wants them to show like five different ways of doing it and so that they have options mm. when they go to put it together, they can choose which way they like best. Right. And it's just... Too much, too fast, and that's why, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about She-Hulk later, and, and it could be like me. There was a thing when it first came. The, remember the tra- first trailer came out? People were complaining about the visual effects. Yeah. And now I, th- I still think that they are okay, but I feel like they yeah. could be better. There's a phrase or a mindset that people talk about in construction mm-hmm. that I think is relevant here, and they say you can get your project done fast. You can get it done well, or you can get it done cheap, and you can always pick two of those. You know what I mean? Like, if it's going to be done well and fast, it's going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be done cheap and fast, it's going to be poor quality. Right. Like, any combination of the two of those works, but you can never really get all three. Right. That's interesting. It's like a law of physics. (laughs) I think that is actually how physics works. Yeah. I heard Einstein saying that the other yeah, day. Yeah, I think I remember that from sixth grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the lo- those are the, the three primary <laughs> right, laws of physics. Right. When I was taking physics in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> David, why are you laughing? That's why I got so smart. I, I know. I, it's clearly, clearly. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of smart, uh, they're doing this to promote the what is it that. Andor. Andor series that's coming out on Disney Plus for Star Wars. But I don't really care why they're doing it. I'm excited they're re-releasing Rogue One in IMAX. Yeah. Now, for how long? 
at, at least a week. I think it's going to be one of those. Well, uh, let me take. Are you that. sure it's a week? I'm I saw some places said it was one night. No, no, it's for sure a week. Okay. It, what I'm what I'm questioning is whether or not it's going to be two weeks. I'm trying to remember. Um, no, it's not going to be two weeks. It's going to be one week because it opens August 26th. Tickets are on sale now, and it on the following week is Jaws and Top Gun mm. in IMAX. It's only in IMAX, and it's only in IMAX. And right. ticket sales are really good. I thought that uh, I heard um, they're showing uh, footage from Andor during it. There's so here's it's an interesting deal. So this is one of those deals where if you want to hate on Disney, you can hate on Disney because it's a little bit obnoxious. But my position is kind of like like all right, like fair enough. Like that's your movie. It's a special re-release, and these are the terms of if you want to. It's only being released in like a hundred IMAX theaters across the country. Whoa. So I'm really excited that Lidditz is one of them. And but the deal is no competitive trailers. Oh, so the trailers are going to be Wakanda, Avatar, and then I don't know if there's an Andor. Am I saying that right? Is Avatar Disney now? Yeah, because okay. Avatar is a Fox movie, uh, and Fox got bought right. by yeah, Disney. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's going to be Wakanda, Avatar, and I think some Andor content. Although that's speculation, that's not confirmed. Mm. Um, Interesting. And then Rogue One. Wow. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm going to watch it. I'm psyched. Yeah, I kind of want to too. Yeah. You know, I get like beat up on this a lot but i love rogue one i think it's the best new track new star wars yeah and i i'm not gonna argue with that now that's interesting though because i that august 26 is this coming week like yeah. next week yeah and you have some other title written down on what we want to well watch. i think we should review another title okay but i'm gonna i want to see you're gonna because it's gonna be a busy yeah. week yeah i mean we got rogue one we got uh three thousand years of longing mm-hmm. and then a re-release of jurassic world Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then the following week, we have a re-release of Spider-Man. Yeah, speaking of which, Spider-Man's going to include 11 minutes of new footage. That's 11. You don't have so many minutes in your day. I know. And now I got 11 fewer. But I'm psyched. Like, I, I'm willing to spend 11 of my minutes to see this content. I'm so torn. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm, I'm honestly so torn. Why? Because I... Why, David? Why? Why? I want to know what's in those 11 minutes, but Spider-Man No Way Home's already pretty long. And I and I do love the movie, but I'm also not at a point cuz I think I watched it at home over the summer. I don't know if I'm quite ready to watch it again. Hang on a sec. I'm going to I'm going to make a I'm going to get a special listener on the phone here uh, and get his opinion on this. Mm. Uh, hello, James Cameron? <laughs> Hi, yeah, it's me, Penn. How you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. Yeah. No, that was a hoot last night. No, that was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do it again real soon. Tell him, tell him I said hi. Oh, yeah, yeah. David says, yeah. <laughs> Dave, David Moulton. Yeah. What? David Moulton. The one with the beard. The guy. Yeah. Who? No. All right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. D- anyway. <laughs> I am legit holding my phone up. He is. He yeah. is. <laughs> and when he, he pretended to hang it up, he put it down for his. <laughs> he's like, no, wait, hold on. And he picked it back up. <laughs> right. Anyway, James Cameron. Uh, I Jimmy. forgot. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Yo, Jimbo. <laughs> Jimmy C, what's up? <laughs> um, listen. Anyway, David's whining about Spider-Man being too long, and I was curious, how do you feel about uh, audience members complaining about a movie being too long? What? 
What? Hello? Oh, he hung up on me. He hung up. <laughs> it's weird. Remember he was whining about people complaining that Avatar yeah. is going to be too long? Yeah. Here's, uh, no, he, honestly. Yeah, I'm done. I feel yeah, like Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home was like next to perfect for Spider-Man. I thought that's where you were going with it. Yeah. And and I don't need the, the, the here's the thing. I don't need the Electra, extra, the Electra. I don't the need extra. the extra 11 minutes. I'm curious. I'll probably wind up seeing it. But look, next you're right. Next week we have what the movie we're going to review was 3,000 3, Years of Longing. And then we've got Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man. But both Rogue One and Spider-Man I've seen a bunch of times. And it's like only some minutes and many minutes in the day. Yeah. You know? My opinion, <clears throat> we've talked, it's been a while since we discussed it. Mm. But in weeks past, yeah, we have had lengthy discussions about our opinions on director's cut. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I forget if you shared my opinion, but my opinion has always been like, I don't like director's cuts because the movie is the movie. The movie is the movie that you put out and we paid 12 bucks or 15 bucks to see or whatever. And that's the movie period. Right. And then what a year and a half later to drum up DVD sales or streaming or whatever. Now there's an extended director's cut. And I take offense to that as a community member, as a, as an audience member, because I just want to see the movie. Like I want to see the movie. This is the movie. The the, the, the. This is the movie. No, it's the. It sounds better if you say the. This is the movie. Thine movie. This is thine movie, and I shall not make additional unnecessary money-grabbing changes. The 11th commandment. With that being said, a movie that I love, like Spider-Man No Way Home, like I'm kind of like willing to see it again because, first of all, unlike you, I have not watched it since it came out in theaters. Yeah, okay, so that's a big difference. Yeah. And second of all, I'm really interested like what are they going to do with the 11 minutes is it going to be 11 minutes of additional credits <laughs> <laughs> maybe what would be interesting with the i don't know well, how would you feel about this it's not been long enough and as even though we've talked about how many more extra hours of content we've had what how would you feel is if they if they released a movie like spider-man no way home with 11 extra minutes and added in uh, cameos from new characters. Nothing that changed the story, mm. but like, so for instance, we have She-Hulk, Attorney mm-hmm, of Law, mm-hmm. like, and Daredevil made an appearance. Mm-hmm. Like, what if there had been an interaction with her in the extra stuff? It's like her and Daredevil doing law mm-hmm. thing in the background. Or, or maybe, uh, you know, maybe if there's a, a a wide shot or something having another hero in the background that's mm-hmm. now a new established hero in New York or something. How would you feel if they did something like that? Would you think that would be pandering or, or no, I think it'd be cool. I mean, the whole thing is pandering. I'm sorry. It was made as a gift <laughs> specifically for you and me. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> right? It's like the pence into a podcast and the jelly club of the month. Right. Right. Two things that are the right. same equally as expensive. I wonder, I feel like at some point in my life, I want to give somebody the jelly of the month club. Like, does is that a real thing? Does that, I know it used to, is it still like hot? I don't know if it's hot, but there's a lot of things like that. We gave my mom a flower of the month. My brother and I chipped in and she gets a flower developed, delivered once a month. Single flower. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> you guys didn't chip in an oven thing. What if she only gets a single flower? It's, right. it's, a, it's a build your own right. arrangement thing. <laughs> or it's like a flower stuffed in an envelope. Yeah. <laughs> Off it goes. Off it goes. Right. What? You said you wanted a flower. It was a flower. Your brother's been pocketing all that money every right. month and just sending her a flower. Right. <laughs> Pan will never be the Oh, wiser. that's so like him. <laughs> yeah, Pan, it was $100 a month. Uh, you know, just... We take turns like giving and then like one, one brother gives and the other like mm. sends the other some money or whatever. Yeah. But then like, I think there's a flaw in our system because we don't, we're not really good at remembering who went last. So I think, <laughs> I think we've definitely missed some gift giving holidays. Mm. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what happened on Mother's Day this year. <laughs> I wonder if that'll work for me. It was my brother's turn this year. Hey, <laughs> my brother from another. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, you have a brother. <laughs> All right. Speaking of brothers, Ocean's Eleven uh, is set to star Mar- Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in a Ocean's Eleven prequel. I'm down. I am 100% yeah, down. I'm super down. Love Margot Robbie. Love Ryan Gosling. I think they're both amazing. Yeah. How it connects... You know what? I want Ocean's Eleven to be like Bond. Mm. They don't need, I like, I guess it doesn't really make sense, but why can't it just be like a similar type? Why can't it be a formula? Someone comes, mm. gathers a group together, do a crazy heist. Yeah. And they don't always have to be like actually Danny Ocean. Like it could be. Right, right. You, it, it could be like Ocean's Eleven Vancouver. Right. Ocean's Eleven Mexico City. Yeah. Maybe it does have Danny. You know, but it doesn't have to be played by the same guy. Just like Bond, it doesn't have to be the same Danny. And like, they don't have to connect, and they don't have to make sense. It was like, here would be a really cool caper story. What if Danny Ocean was going to rob this? Because this, you know, right, the Hoover Dam, right. What if he's going to rob the? Who knows? Right, what? steal all that water, all that electricity, yeah, yeah all that water. They gone dry, right? <laughs> you know, and how how would he pull it off? Why? Yeah, what mattered? You know, time wise, last week he was in Vegas. You know, right stealing something so no I'm, I'm with you i did you do we remember the oceans 11 with george clooney and brad pitt is one of my all-time favorite movies that's right i do love that movie you like oceans 12 yeah, it's all right i don't like it as it's not on it's nowhere near my list what was the other one was it oceans 13 there was oceans 13 where they went supposedly back to vegas but that was dumb Wait. and there was oceans 8 which was with sandra bullock okay. she plays danny ocean's sister right that was decent yeah oceans 11 is the best oceans 8 is the second best yeah and then Ocean's 12, and then Ocean's 13. I forgot about 13. Well, that's about all the news fit to print. And if you wait just one second. Always prepare <laughs> David Morphin. <laughs> Timely as always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dude. It's like Christmas with these trailers. There's Yeah, there were so many. Yeah. And I left one on here because mm. it was so bad mm. that even after I found out that it wasn't coming to theaters I was like nah is it the first one I'm gonna make Penn watch this one is it the first one <laughs> it is yeah it's so bad so bad it's called Ghosty I thought Ghost, it was Ghoster I thought it was gonna be Casper the Friendly Ghost it is it's a rip off of Casper the Friendly Ghost full on rip off straight of up the, yeah. the ghost almost looks like Casper the yeah. ghost acts like Casper right and then it, it's trying so hard to be funny and like witty kids movie, mm. and it is not, not. And it is horrible, and it's going straight to digital. Yeah, perfect, right where it belongs. Right. Uh, a slightly less horrible, 
but not a whole lot better movie is called Bandit, starring Why Is He Still Getting Work, Mel Gibson. Right. As the guy who shows up for, I guarantee you, less than 10 minutes in the movie. My favorite part of this trailer is when he says, I may have only an eighth grade education, but I have a doctor's thesis in street. Right. My problem with that line is this. First of all, it's coming out of Mel Gibson's mouth. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you don't have a doctor's thesis. A thesis is something that you write in right. pursuit of your doctoral degree. Right. You don't, you don't walk around saying, I have a doctor's thesis in street. Mm. That's I, written by somebody who obviously does not have a doctoral well, I degree. Want, I want to just preface this where he said that he has an eighth grade education. <laughs> right. <laughs> right before that. Right. So... So maybe it makes yeah. sense. The one thing I will note here, first off, horrible Mel Gibson actually looks like he's having fun in this movie. Where every other movie he's been in, he looks like he's phoning it in so hard. This one, it actually looks like he was having a good time on the set. What that means, I don't know. I'm just saying. There's so many horrible people in Hollywood who've done so many horrible things. Right. I really wonder if I'm being a hypocrite for still hating Mel Gibson. Like I should, I, I think it's, I think it's appropriate to still hate him, but then like, if you're going to apply that to Mel Gibson, like there's probably lots of people that I should be, should be on my shit list. Yeah. It's the same rule. It's like the same concept with sports. There's like, if you're going to hate a certain athlete for being awful there, you, you know, if you're going to apply that to so-and-so, then there's probably a lot of athletes that you can't be rooting for. There's more than one athlete in sports? Well, just me. Okay. Yeah. I thought that's where it begins and ends <laughs> yeah. for me. I'm talking about introspection here, David. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, hypothetically. Right. <laughs> if other, someone else would stand up and try. All right. Now, this is not my movie of the week, but now we're getting into like good movies. Okay. A24 has a movie called God's Creatures, and it stars Emily Watson, and I cannot place her. Where do we know her from? I don't know. All right. You looking it up? Yeah. What do you think? She of this sounds trailer? like Emma Watson. That's the part that right, but it's not. We know her from something. God's creature is an A twenty four film where it looks like her son comes home to a small town, and then there's a murder, and then her son is suspected, and she at the beginning covers for him, but then begins to wonder if her son is the murderer, and is trying to like solve the crime so forth and so on this looked interesting I don't necessarily need to see it <laughs> you don't need to see it this looks interesting but I don't need to see it yeah no this this trailer didn't do anything to get me go oh I want to see that it just said oh okay that looks like a movie yeah I felt the opposite I felt it was it was first of all I don't remember where we saw her from but she you would she's the kind of person like I just looked up all the movies she's been in uh-huh. but I can't picture her in any of those movies is she in Punch Drunk Love? yeah okay anyway she's not at all related to Emma Watson she looks great in this movie unlike you I thought this movie was compelling and I'm like I want to see this movie mm-hmm. like I, I don't know there's just something about it like it, it's set in it's a period piece in what Ireland or Scotland or something, something like, like something like that. Yeah. And I don't know. It, I, th- I thought it looked beautiful. Like it, it, here's the thing. It looked like a really well-made movie. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next on here, we have a Zac Efron feature film called the greatest beer run ever based on a true story 
where it reminded us this person actually did this. This is my second favorite trailer of the week. Yeah. I thought this looked this looked pretty good. And I think Ah oh man. This movie yeah. looked amazing and it comes on Apple and in theaters at the same time, September thirtieth. It looked so good enough to me that I might book it anyway. Really? Yeah. I think this looks good. I don't know if it's my trailer of the week. It's not. It's my second for me. And Bill Murray has a small role as a bartender. Yeah. And and just just his little bit, so good. Yeah. He's not drunk. He's only four beers He's in. He's stone cold sober. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, here's one that I think is extremely timely. Ugh. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that like as a reflection of the movie or the trailer i meant that as like i hate how timely this is it's almost it's almost like how did it happen so right so on spot right it's called call chain with elizabeth banks and sigourney weaver and it's about uh underground abortions in the i'm guessing 70s 60s. what it looks like yeah um i would have said 70s yeah i think it's yeah because they have yeah. hippie yeah. like clothing so um i think this could be a powerful movie it reminds me a lot of the movie Fear of Drake, which was, of course, even uh, further back in history, but same same type of premise. Yeah, and it's all about you know underground abortions and and uh, the the movie the women. movie looks really well made. The acting looks amazing. Yeah, I wonder if like this movie is going to be really hard to watch. Obviously, for a lot of people, but also like just in general. Yeah, like this this looks like a heavy heavy movie. Fear of Drake was amazing, but it was really heavy. Yeah, so I would imagine it's probably the same. All right. Another movie that is also heavy, but like kind of looks like a hopeful, like feel good kind of a movie is called Living. And it stars what? Bill, how do you say that? Bill Nye? Bill, I think it's Nye. Nye. Yeah. Nye. <laughs> the Knights of Nye. Uh, Bill Nye starts, stars in Living as basically an old man who goes to work every day and works his life in the office and then wakes up and realizes that he's an old man and he's never really lived. Right. So he's trying to experience life. Do you feel like this is one of those examples of like movies you've seen before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Bill Nye, so I'd almost give it a chance just on that. Oh, I would definitely. To, so can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Movies that you've seen before. Yeah. Do you remember my opinion on this? My remind me. My opinion on this is it's like pizza. Okay. You've had pizza right. before. Yeah. It's dough. It's tomato sauce, mm. it's cheese, and something sprinkled on top of that, and you bake it in some kind of pizza oven or reheat it or whatever, but you've had it before, but that doesn't mean you don't want some more of it. Right. You Just because you had a pizza last week doesn't mean you don't also maybe want another pizza this week. True. You know what I'm saying? So like, true. And, that, <laughs> and that's, but that's what I'm saying about these movies. Like, if you want to get your pinky out and complain that this movie follows a formula and that you've seen this formula before, like, okay, fine. It's probably not going to get an Oscar, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to enjoy watching the movie, mm. especially to your point, especially when the star is as talented as Bill Nye. Right. So I think the movie looks great. We've seen this movie before, but I look forward to seeing it again anyway. Right. Right. Pretty. Problems. Trailer of the week for Penn. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. Really? Wait, if this is not your trailer of the week, I can't wait to hear what is. Really? Yeah. Really? Wait, you hated it? I just, you, here's what bothered me about the trailer. Okay. You cannot blink without them telling you how funny this trailer is. Okay. It's like, 
they're walking up to the house and or they meet somebody and it's like on, underneath it there's words most hilarious thing you've ever seen and they're saying something not funny and then they're like we don't have any friends and at the bottom it's like you'll never laugh as much as he did during this movie and then it's like they jump in a pool it's like maybe the funniest thing that's ever existed of all time and it's, it's like <laughs> what show me a joke anything any jokes and then they're like we're all depressed and we hate each other and this is scary these people are probably murderers you might laugh so hard you pee your pants <laughs> like it's like what is go what it didn't it didn't sell the dark humor to me at all alright let me we'll, we'll play a little game of who said it best <laughs> so David has said what he wanted to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> now here's my review of the trailer uh huh alright uh huh this trailer looked great. It's obviously a dark comedy. It's very subtle. It's not going to like hit you in the head and give you jokes. Mm. It's much more like the situation is what's funny about it. The situation from Jersey Shore? <laughs> right. He's hilarious. Co-starring movie. the situation. <laughs> <laughs> He's what's funny about the movie. I don't think we know anybody in the cast, right? Did you recognize? Because I, I think I wrote down it stars um, somebody who I looked up and it's so the sister, Alexis from Schitt's Creek mm. is played by Annie Murphy. And I was sure that the star of this movie was Annie Murphy. The guy looks familiar. Like the husband looks familiar, but I don't know. What yeah. So is. it's it's kind of a no name cast and uh it's about this apparently eccentric like rich girl and like she bumps into the the wife and out of nowhere invites her up to this party and they right. walk up to the house and the husband's like that's a murder house right that's the funniest thing of it <laughs> i mean like, that is a murder house it's right like, watch it people go there to get murdered <laughs> right. i totally saw it coming yeah. you know i i don't know i thought the trailer was like it could be a lot funnier than it looks but the trailer i thought did a horrible job okay so david didn't like the trailer. this was my trailer of the week wow yeah i i laughed out loud i was intrigued i i you don't quite get the sense if it's a straight up horror movie or if it's but i i do love a dark comedy like when was last time Podcast at PennCinema.com. When was the last time we had a good dark comedy? A hide and seek or whatever the one. Yeah, yeah. That was it's what really good. that was a year that was was that more than a year. That ago. was pre pandemic. That was yeah. twenty nineteen. <sighs> we were babies. You were just kids. Yeah. Yeah. That was you were back in your thirties. <sighs> I was I think I was in my forties back oh my then. God. Jesus Lord. It's I'm, just a pop. Took the training wheels off. Yep. And here we are. Yep. All right. So I, I mean, you only got two trailers left. I, I can't believe one of them is going to be your trailer of the week. I know one of them is, and I can't remember which one it is. Oh, my God. So you tell me what they are. All right. About Fate is streaming and in select theaters, and it stars one of my favorites. I think the most underacted, um, um, I almost said waitress, actress, uh, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts' niece. Emma Roberts uh, starred in Nancy Drew and Aquamarine, both of which I think suffered, um, they they were better than than they deserved. Right. Or no, what am I saying? This is my trailer. I'm saying the opposite. They're, they they deserved to do better. The the movies were great. I mean, they're I'm not the target audience, but like I was so excited when Nancy Drew. Like, when are we gonna have a Hardy Boys movie? You know, and so they do this Nancy Drew movie, which Nancy Drew is gold, an yeah. endless source of source material, and it stars Emma Roberts, who's amazing. And I thought Nancy Drew was great, 
but it flopped at the box office for whatever reason. And that's the end of the Nancy Drew series. And I find that so disappointing. But anyway, so I love Emma Roberts, and she stars in this romantic comedy called About Fate, which is basically like one of those, um, like the boy is about to propose to his girlfriend the next night, and meanwhile, this girl gets dumped by her boyfriend, and it's right before New Year's Eve wedding, and so somehow they bump into each other by some bizarre circumstance he ends up in her apartment because she's at 15 northwood and he's at 15 southwood and he gets drunk and ends up in the wrong place and that's how they meet but they hit it off and she invites him to the wedding and he's supposed to be proposing to his girlfriend later at a new year's eve party yeah and it comedy ensues this was my trailer of the week i i could be talked into it yeah i i, I was surprised because i i don't know nothing really like struck me as like great. This well, this week. is another example of like a formulaic movie that looks really great. Yeah, but I think the comedy in this hit me better than it did in Pretty Problems. It was just it had that like feel good romantic comedy thing that I just don't know if I'm just in the mood for or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I I would watch this movie. I think I'd enjoy it. And there's a part where like so the the so the girlfriend gets dumped and she's supposed to bring her the a boyfriend to a wedding and she's got to bring one. So she asked this guy to go with her and he tried to propose to his girlfriend and the guy tried to propose to his girlfriend. She's like, no, no, save it for the real engagement. When you ask me tomorrow at midnight, you know, at the new year's party controlling much. Yeah, she's, it's really all about her. And he, you can see in his face, he immediately realizes she's not the one. She's not, that this isn't really the one. So he goes with her and of course, you know, she's falling in love and everyone thinks that he is her long-term boyfriend or whatever that they've been hearing about. And there's all these snide comments about how he doesn't seem to be that great. And then the real, the real ex-boyfriend comes in and everyone's like, Oh, I like him better. He's, he's, he's way cuter, yeah. but they get into a fight and it's one of those things where they, he punches him or something. He goes flying and he's about to hit the wedding cake and instead of letting him just go in the cake, the he grabs him and holds him, and everyone stops. The fight stops, and he's just like, is the cake okay? The guy's face-to-face with the cake. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, the cake's okay. And then like, he pulls him We're back. We're good. Like, hold on. Yeah. Like, let's fight over here. No, it was a great scene. Yeah. So, About Fate was, was my trailer of the week. And this next one's my follow-up. Carmen. And it's about a lady who, I guess she was taking, she... Mm. At 16 or whatever, she started taking care of her brother's estate, mm-hmm. and that was her job. She took care of her brother's, and her brother dies or something happens, and, and that is no longer available, and she has nothing. And she falls on the church. She's like, I need help. And the church is like, we can't really do anything for you. I think it's based in Italy or Spain or something, Medi- Mediterranean, Europe. Definitely Mediterranean. I would have said Greece. It could be, yeah. And uh, she doesn't know what to do and she sits into the confessional and the priest leaves and someone <laughs> else comes in cause she hasn't left and she just starts pretend she's hang, spends her day in the church pretending to be the priest yeah. and giving people confessional advice. Right. That's kind of wacky, right. but then she's also kind of stealing from the church. Literally. Yeah. Literally to like survive and, uh, you know, romance ensues and yeah. comedy ensues. I thought this looked cute. I totally agree. I think it looks great. It, it didn't look great enough to be my trailer of the week, but... It's not um, going to do well. I mean, it's, it, it, no, it does theater and on demand. It's not going to go anywhere in the theater. No, this is a TV movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked good, but I, I'll look forward to watching it on TV at some point. Right, right. All right, well, those are the new trailers this week. There was a ton. Uh, let's move on to our movie review. 
I thought it was interesting before we move on. Yeah. I haven't really had a big major trailer release lately. Right. And this is something I heard because uh, I also listen to a lot of like gaming news. And uh, like I listen to a daily show that comes up and the guy was like, this time of year, uh, the entertainment business goes on a real halt because everyone goes on vacation. Mm, oh, right. And this is like, there's no big announcements. But as soon as we, we cut into like mid-September, everyone's back from vacation and they hit the road. Like, Interesting. He's like, things are going to, it's going to be so, slow for another week or two and then things are going to explode mm. and get ready because conventions, fall conventions start hitting, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, Okay. All right, moving on to movie review. Last week we watched a 1996 96. 96 movie called A Ghost. No, called uh, Ghost, The Ghost, and... The Darkness. The Darkness, which refers to a pair of demonic lions who go on a killing rampage starring Val Kilmer and somebody else. Demonized. Demonized. They aren't actually demons. Right, right. Uh, Who who is the co-star in this? Val Uh, Kilmer. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer star in The Ghost and The Darkness, uh, which is what the natives have named these two demonized lions. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. And at the end, you learn that if you care enough, you can travel to Chicago and see these two lions in the museum behind glass. I I think the lions are now dead. What if they weren't? I think they're on display like, uh, what do you call it, taxidermy. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did last week. And we both, I think, enjoyed the movie. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. It It's a good movie. And this week we have 2022 movie called Beast starring Idris Elba and uh, a guy who I didn't catch his name, but I thought he was great. Yeah. He was really good. My take home, my biggest take home from this movie is these child actors are going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I thought both of the kids were absolutely fantastic and could totally go on to bigger things. Mm-hmm. And I really hope they do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How did you feel about this movie? Ben? Well, David, <laughs> did you watch this movie? I did. No, I a hundred percent watched this movie. Um, straight, you know, I went in and watched it. I left once to get a refill of coffee, but that was it. Watched it in theater three. I didn't love it. Um, what I was expecting more, okay, so there's a lot to pick apart, but one thing that I felt like they missed an opportunity on, I was excited to see this on the big screen because I was expecting lots of African vistas, mm. you know, some, some yeah. wide shots of the, the safari, that's the wrong word, the desert, you know, the, whatever Sahara. you call it, the Sahara. No, that's not it. But you know what I'm saying, you know, Siberia, right? <laughs> Samantha, you know, all these things, and we didn't get any of that, right? I mean, we got a couple like it, it does feel like it's in Africa, though. Oh no, 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 no! It uh, it's not like it's like you know. No, hundred percent. No, they, and my here's a, like like in Ghost in Ghost in the Darkness. At one point, they go to the den, and it's clearly like Montana. Right, because it's like oh, there's, it's all of a sudden there's like like regular trees and right. forests and stuff. I don't know if um, I don't know where the film was shot, but yeah. it certainly looked like Africa. And you know how sometimes when you know a lot about something and then it shows up in a movie inaccurately, mm. it like takes the whole movie away for you. For you, that's lions. Yeah, I mean not really, but <laughs> like the opening scene when they first arrive to Africa, they're like, oh, let me take you for a short drive, and you're led to believe that on that short drive they see 
elephants and giraffes and hippos and this oh, yeah, and that yeah, yeah. and the other thing. And like in reality, like you have to work really hard to find one of those. Yeah. You know, and you might spend four or five days traveling, you know, across the land hoping to see a glimpse of an elephant. I spent a month in Africa and I traveled quite a bit and the only thing I saw was an ox. Yeah. There you go. And you were looking, right? I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that took it away a little bit for me. And I also feel like that particular part of the movie was rushed. Like it was almost like clips. Like, oh, here's a clip of a bunch of elephants. Here's a clip of a bunch of giraffes. Here's a clip of a bunch of other animals, hyenas. Yeah. Um, whereas they could have taken their time and it could have done, a, it, it could have been done a little more gracefully. That's right. all I'm trying to say. Right. Um, so what was your problem with this movie? It was boring. And that's the thing. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, first I'll tell you. The first attack happens, mm -hmm. and I was instantly like, oh, man, that was cool. How much more of this is there? And we were walking out, and I, I don't remember the name of the, the, the guy, but the one of the kids here was like, uh, you know, collecting trash at the end. He's like, what'd you think? And I was like, ah, it's kind of boring. And some other person heard me <gasps> in the hallway and turns around like, yeah, it was really boring. And I think that a lot of people agreed because I heard so much chatter. Yes. During this movie, people were just talking and they weren't like, they weren't invested. Right. And I was like, and they weren't talking about them. It didn't seem like they were talking about right. the movie. No, because, because you don't talk about a good movie during a good movie. Right. It's quiet. And it wasn't, it was, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of chatter. This is a great example of, of a measurement of a metric that I use all the time. When people come out and you see like a large audience exiting through the lobby, if they're talking about the movie, then it's a good movie. If they're talking about where they're gonna go for dinner, you know, or what we're doing this weekend or talking about like their life, then it was a bad movie. Yeah. Like it, like if when you watch a good movie and you walk out to the lobby, you want to process that with your friends. Right. You know, you want to be talking about that movie. So I'll stand in the lobby and watch people leave and they're talking about the movie and what they thought about the movie and blah, blah, blah. It's a great movie. Right. You know, when they're coming out and they're talking about where they parked or whether or not it's dark out and where you want to get dinner, then like they've moved on. Yeah. And your your point is exactly so. Here's my problem with the movie. Okay. It was poorly written. Now I don't usually pick up on that. I'm not like a written connoisseur. You barely read. So I'm saying. Yeah. I read constantly. Speaking of which, I'm an avid reader. I don't know how far into Dune you are because I'm sure it hasn't changed. Yeah. But Top Ten Sarah hit me up this week to tell me she's starting book three. Children she, of she's, Dune. She's always showing off. However, she did say, if I hadn't said that Children of Dune was good, she might have never have made it through book two. Wow. She's like, it was hard. All right, here's my problem. What's your problem? With Penn. With Penn. You know how I said I... What? <laughs> your problem. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my problem. Okay. I have a problem. With Penn. It's a little problem. Yeah. What's your problem? <laughs> My problem is Penn. <laughs> Next week on the Amy Ketchum podcast. <laughs> My problem is Penn. It's only 30 seconds long. What's your problem? It's clearly Penn. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Um, here's my problem. My problem is... Every, I was going to, so I watched a movie by myself Friday morning. Okay. And I was going to text you 
And I, I had a really funny idea of how I could ruin this movie for you. Oh, my God. And I was going to text you to ruin it, but I thought it was still a little early. And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, bother him. And I thought, I'm going to text him later in the day. And then I forgot. <laughs> but what I was going to text you was, hey, did you see the movie yet? When you watch it, keep these two words in mind. And then in quotes, I was going to write, stay here. <laughs> you, you get it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nobody stays. No, well, first of all, nobody stays. But second of all, that's every other line that comes out of Idris Elba's mouth yeah. is starts with stay here. Like every single thing that happens, he says, stay here. You girls, stay here. Stay here. Don't move. Stay here. First of all, they never do. And second of all, like when and, and it got to the point where toward, later towards the end of the movie, something else happened and, and he said it again. And he was like, I just want you girls to stay here. I want, And I burst out laughing. The abacus to watch this movie. And count. And count. It's a high number. Yeah. It's a high number. It's so high. The movie didn't follow... It didn't pay attention to itself. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. That's the, yeah. part, that's the part that, that bugged me That's a good way of putting so it. So much. Like... They crash the car. I don't know. Just so much of it just like doesn't make sense. But especially so once they're in the crash car, I know there's more of this before. Plus there's the foreshadowing that's like, oh well, they're gonna wind up back with those other lines. But they're in the crash car and the line breaks the one window, and they're like, we're gonna have to spend stuff happens. They're like, we're gonna have to spend the night here. Why does anyone, especially one of his daughters, sit in the seat next to the open window mm -hmm. to sleep? Also, how do any of them sleep in a situation like that? Right. Like, and not just sleep, sleep deep enough to have two layer deep hallucinations. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't love this movie. No. And, and yeah, there's just a lot of things. What uh, immediately the movie had me off from the first beginning scene because it was so unrealistic that the guy like they did this this like, uh, what would be a cool camera trick in certain situation where like the camera follows the guy and it, it moves a little there's someone behind him and the perspective moves a little but then when it moves back the guy's gone yeah and we're talking these guys are like four to five, four to six feet apart right and they're saying that the lion killed this guy behind him silently right it's, an, it's a ninja lion. To the point where the guy's like, where'd you go? What? Like he, I was like, all right, okay. I, the lion could totally take that guy out and like have him like 20 feet away by the time you realize. He's going to be screaming his heart out. Right. Like a lion's not going to kill you. Right. But it's not just that he kills one guy like that. He kills like six people like that. Yeah. And they're still like, what's going on? Right. Come on. It's a ninja lion. That's it. It would have been better if the name of the movie was Ninja Movie, Ninja Lion. Because up until up until the lion fights Immortal Ichabod Elbow, <laughs> every cut the lion gives is mortal and effortless and silent. Every single cut. But then when he when he fights Ichabod Elbow, he's slightly like, takes like four bites out of his back. He cuts. Oh right, right, right. And then right, he's right. just in the hospital. He's like, yes. yeah, just got some band, uh, some yeah. light scratches. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, that scene that you just described is what I was referencing earlier in the show when I was talking about the awful 
special effects. Yeah. And again, I don't usually notice that kind of stuff, but there was, he's running away. He's leading the lion away from the girls, which, you know, fine. Um, I want to come back to that. But the scene when he's leading away, he's clearly, you know how making computer generated humans run is like the hardest thing. Yeah. It seems to be really difficult to get, they, they sort of run like, you know, sort of like awkwardly, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's like, like if I almost want to like watch the movie again so I can see that part and like, it was so bad. I kind of want to see it again. Yeah. That, so that whole thing. So, okay. All right. Let's talk about time. Right. They, they drive like all morning and they get to the school. Right. And then from the school, <laughs> right. They drive. So they leave in the, in the morning <laughs> and then from the school, right. they drive to where the action starts. Mm. And it's also so, very far away. Right. And right. far enough that the sun is now setting mm. when the action takes place. Right. Mm -hmm. Now they finally get a car and they drive back to the school and immediately the lion is there mm. and they, they have some throwaway line. Like he must've cut across the lot, the mm, mountains, cut across the mountains, the mountains, David. Oh my God. The mountains. <laughs> the mountains. Like what kind of, what kind like, was it just one? Like, was could he, that's like hours of driving. How fast is this line? By this point, mind you, the line has been cut, stabbed, shot, burned up in a truck fire, rolled over by the truck, then blown up in a fire. Right. And still like was immediately there. <laughs> It's a ninja. I, again, I come back to my point. It's a ninja lion. It should have been called Ninja. Ninja. Hey, that'd be a pretty neat movie, though, right? Ninja Lion. Ninja Lion. Yeah. There you go. All right. So I think it's safe to say worst movie I've ever seen. This is the best movie. All no. <laughs> no. It's been a few weeks since we agreed. Yeah. 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 I think this is clearly the worst movie of all time. Yeah. Worst movie of all time. Next week, 3,000 Years of Longing. Another Ichabod Elbow. Another Ichabod Elbow. A movie that I almost did not book. Really? Yeah. Why? Well. Too many other big things? <laughs> right. Um, you know how, you know how sometimes I've talked before about how studio relationships affect my interest in movies? Yeah. Yeah. So I called this studio and was looking for a favor in Wilmington. Mm. which they denied Rude. and they didn't just say they, they didn't say we don't do that. They said, we don't really like to do that. Hmm. They don't really like to do it. So, so what? So you're not, the, you know, so we, then when I got to request to book this movie, it took every bone in my body not to write back and say, Oh, I don't really like to book this movie. The other day I was looking up vindictive in the <laughs> right? And you're, I was like, what's Ben's uh, what? picture That's funny. doing right here? All right, but let me tell you what happened yeah. in fairness to the studio. Like yeah, I, yeah. I got to give them credit where credit is due. Mm. So I had this, I was having this little challenge in my brain. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't think the movie looks great, yeah. but, and it is a legit studio. I mean, I want to keep that relationship, you know, there, and, and I haven't had any like real, I was just really put off with that one particular exchange. Like the studio is fine. The guy I deal with is very nice and, and we have a good, you know, we work well together. I was just put off by that one exchange, mm -hmm. right?
but I was sort of wrestling with whether or not I was going to book this movie. And in fairness to the studio, I was looking up one of my competitors' schedules because I always, I always watch, I always look up everybody else's schedules so I know what they're doing. And so when I logged on to Fandango, the cover, the homepage was all advertising for 3,000 Years of Longing. And I thought to myself, all right, studio has, you know, they're putting some marketing dollars behind it. Like, like I hate booking a movie that nobody's ever heard of and I don't see any advertising for right. it. So I went ahead and wrote them back and I said, really looking forward to confirming this title at Lidditz in Wilmington. Thanks so much for including us in the release. Love, Penn. <laughs> Yours forever. Yours, your buddy, your friend. Don't forget me when Creed 3 comes out. <laughs> All right, so next week, 3,000 Years of Longing, uh, also Rogue One. Right. Yeah. Maybe Spider-Man. Probably not. Spider-Man is the following week. Oh, yeah. good. Thanks. Spider-Man is Labor Day weekend with Jaws. Okay. Which apparently you're going to watch, you're going to not watch Jaws. Right. Which I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I had plans to watch Jaws, and then I realized I could do anything else. <laughs> that's like the t-shirt that says i'm sorry i'm late but i didn't want to come <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah all right moving on to listeners notes questions answers comments feedback and so forth uh what we had this week oh, one thing i forgot to put on here is the mystery gobble told us what a uh what his drink was what's mm. that called you look that up and i'll read this from proto wrote us and this was attached to the article about the VF vfx artist she says Personally, I would rather VFX quality heal and movies take longer to make while being be done while being be done while being done right. Sorry, there was an extra word in there. Uh, it may mean fewer money makers for Disney, but if I'm truthful about it, I'm more than happy about that prospect. <laughs> I want good movies, not more movies. That's the key. I'm going to tell you the kind of thing that a coach would tell you. Yeah. I want good movies and more movies. That's a false choice. You don't have to have good movies or more movies. Let's have good movies and more movies. You don't have a Mo Money Mo Jiggy slash Mo Money Mo Problems? Both. All of the above. All of the problems. Yeah. So I appreciate what she's saying, and, and I think we covered the FX stuff right. you know, prior. But yeah. it, it is, I, I will say, it's, it's really an interesting um, dynamic, you know, and it's, it's, it, it feels like it's long overdue. Well... I guess, is it long? Well, it, it's overdue, but also, like, has it always been this way? And we're just now hearing about it and talking about it? Or was there a time, like in the 80s, for example, I don't know, or, men, or some previous era, where FX artists were appropriately treated? Right. Or has it always, is it just always been this culture? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. We may never find out. So what did you find out here from the mystery Gobble. I think um, he has an introduction that goes something like We do the gobble gobble, we do the turkey wobble, we do the gobble 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 So the mystery gobble wrote in, and I know this guy. Do you? I do. I'll vouch for him. Okay. I don't like to reveal his identity because right. you know he's in a very high profile, you know, very important position. He's, he's not that high profile since I thought he was like three different people. High profile. High profile. See, that's the trick. Yeah. The mystery gobble is a such con- a mystery. He is a configuration of <sighs> three of my friends rolled into one. Wow! Yeah. So there really is no one single mystery gobble. 
I don't know. I think there is because when I thought he was someone else by accident, I got a nice little photo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Alerting me as to who the real Mystery Gobble was. That's right. Anyway, so I know Mystery Gobble, yeah. and I know he's passionate about some things. Hmm. He's passionate about his wife and children, hmm. who he loves very much. This is, you may recall, a multi-year winner of Father of the Year Award. Whoa. You know, he's a multi-year recipient. Consecutive? Uh, he did go through. There was a period where he lost out. Yeah, yeah but he's maybe. he's been consecutive two or three times in a row, and then he was off a year. Yeah, you know, and then I that think, sounds about right. I think that was the year Doran took the kids to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. So anyway, he's passionate about his family. Mm. My boy is passionate about bacon. Oof. He's passionate about solar energy, and he's very passionate <laughs> about his vodka gimlets. Yeah, yeah. Which you, we were like, "What is?" That? We were like, "What's a gimlet?" So yeah. this was not something he was going to just let slide. Yeah. So he sent us uh, a vodka gimlet is not a drink to be toyed with. Ooh. In other words, it's not. It's a grown up drink, so it's not for yeah. you. Yeah. No, not for us. Not for us. <laughs> no, no. We just took the training wheels. Off. Right. We are definitely not qualified. Yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> although we recently found out that one of us is approaching or past middle age. Apparently, past. Past. Middle age. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, a good vodka gimlet should be two things and two things only: S- cold. And strong, like the mystery gobble. (laughs) (laughs) The ingredients for a good vodka gimlet include two ounces of vodka, three-quarter ounce lime juice, freshly squeezed. Don't be fooling around with that bottle of lime juice that you got in the back of your fridge. Go buy a lime and squeeze out three-quarters of an ounce, a half ounce of simple syrup, which, by the way, is just sugar, but use the syrup because it mixes better, apparently. Garnish with a lime wheel. You know what that is? It's a slice of wine. Yeah, and you put it on the side like James Bond would. And then you add the vodka, lime juice, and simple syrup in. You strain into a chilled chilled cocktail glass. Ooh. David, I have two questions for you. A. (laughs) A. (coughs) Do you own a cocktail glass? And B. If so, is it chilled? Well, I only keep my cocktails glasses in the freezer. Right. Uh, I don't have any tumblers or yeah, anything. No. no, I have wine glasses. Yeah. Okay. I think that counts. Yeah. Probably not. But no, no. it's not a cocktail. It's not a cocktail <laughs> drink. The only reason why I have cocktail glasses is so that when the gibble comes over, uh, when the mystery gobble comes over, we can serve him a gimlet. Mm. Anyway, the drink was named. After the British Royal Navy surgeon, Rear Admiral Sir Thomas Gimlet. Oh, of course. Who recently passed away in October of 1943. He allegedly introduced this drink as a means of inducing his messmates to take lime juice as an anti-scurvy medication. Oh. So, Rear Admiral Sir Thomas Gimlet. I'd like to know who's the front admiral. So you're the rear admiral. Who's in front, and what well, did he invent? He wasn't. He was same thing, but with lemon, and there was a constant <laughs> right, back and forth right. between who who liked what. Right. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you uh, to the mystery gobble for writing us in and expanding our drink horizons. Because yeah. I'm, I'm mostly a water guy. Yeah. You know, but now there's no telling what can Roof, happen. Roof's the limit. So what what would happen if you would walk into a bar and order a virgin gimlet? <laughs> A virgin gimlet? <laughs> is that just like some lime juice squeezed into the bottom of a glass? <laughs> seltzer water, maybe? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I want to try it. Yeah. All right. 
All right, what are you doing? What's going on? What's what's life outside of the theater like for you these days? Well, listen, first of all, congratulations to Kayla. Oh, my gosh. Kayla, as she's known, for she she's, she's back to Millersville, starting her junior year, studying Whoa. early education, and we are just really excited for her. She had a great summer working really hard as a nanny. Whoa. And I say really hard. I'm talking like this girl. She was getting up early. She was working late. She was all the time babysitting. Um, but what am I watching? What am I reading? We finished, Amy and I finished Paper Girls. Okay. So what did you think of it by the end? Uh, it was like interesting enough to watch it, but okay. I didn't love it. Got it. I'm you, fine with that. You agree? I'm, I didn't feel like the show captured the things in the comic that kept me reading as much. I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think. I was like, ah. Do I only like this because I like the source material and I, I already know where it's going? Yeah. Is there going to be a second season? Is that the idea? Starts filming next month. Does it really? Yeah. So it did good enough to get a second season. Yeah. So like the book has a lot more of like the the dinosaur riding and the, the giant robots. Like there's a lot more weird. Like they clearly, that's what I said when I talked about it before. There's clearly, they didn't have the budget. And so they just yeah. stuck with the like, oh, they're in a different time period that's kind of like ours and easy enough to do. And they didn't do like the fantastical yeah. side of them traveling through. And while we're talking about like the show, we talked a lot today about different effects. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like the effects on this show were terrible. Oh, yeah, they're horrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but. The girls, are, the girls are good. The actresses were great. The story's great. The writing is pretty good. Um, and we were definitely like invested. Like we, you know. Like when we had a minute, we were like, oh, you want to watch Paper Girls? Let's, you know, like we were excited about continuing to watch it, even though I think Amy felt the same way as I did. Like it was kind of like whatever. I think the second season, I'm hoping that the budget will be bigger and they can do yeah, some yeah. of the more crazy things. We also recently watched, uh, started watching the show, A League of Their Own, based apparently off the movie. Oh. Um, and I feel the same way about League of Their Own as I do about Paper Girls. Like I like it. I don't love it. It's it's more interesting. At least Paper Girls, I feel like, was the target audience is different than me. Right. It's I'm not the target audience. But on League of Their Own, I feel like I kind of am the target audience. It feels a little bit more age appropriate. Um, I like it better. It's it's fun. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We're, we'll keep watching it. But I don't love it, but I like it enough to keep watching it. And it's always nice when you get a show that you can watch with your wife, like right. that you can both be invested in. Yeah. But we're we're in the market for like a good show that we're like like currently uh, only murders in the building mm. is a great example of a show that like we're both hundred percent into, love it, excited about it. Yeah, I wish all the shows were like that. I uh, I, I feel you, hardcore. Um, I was I've been because I've been floundering this week, and I know last time I talked about how I was watching Sandman and I liked it. I reached a point where like the plot moves differently and like there has like one story ends and another story begins and i just dropped off hard mm. and i a couple times i sat down to start the show and been like now nah, watch something else yeah I don't, I don't know and then i was really excited about lock and key and i'm kind of pushing myself through it mm. i don't know what it is this season the story doesn't feel as uh, good and um, doesn't feel good enough for me to get past the one child actor's acting that you have always had to push past mm. in that show. And I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know uh, where if I like, I want to know what's happening, but I just don't care that much. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. a sense of apathy. Now she Hulk started this week. Oh boy. And I think, it, I think it's primed to be pretty good. I thought I liked the humor. It has a great credit scene. Um, I like where it's going. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 
We'll see. I haven't started it yet, but I'm I'm excited to. Yeah. Cool. I haven't really had a window yet. Whoa. Plenty of doors. No windows. No windows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next week we're going to be talking about 3,000 years of longing. So if you want to tell us about that, please do. If you want to tell us about any movie you've seen, please do. Uh, I'm going to watch Dragon Ball Super this afternoon. Oh, that sounds yeah. like fun. I'm, I've decided I'm curious enough to get it done. After the show last week, we yeah. were talking about Dragon Ball Super or Super Dragon Ball or whatever it's yeah. called. And um, David laid out for me exactly what the plot was going to be like he he didn't he doesn't know what the plot's going to be yeah but he was sort of telling me like this is how it always goes yeah this these movies follow <laughs> right formula. right right and it was so funny because he had like every he didn't say like boy meets girl falls in love has challenge resolves right. it was like much more detailed like six or seven or eight or nine or ten steps right and i it was so funny because i was kind of like after having heard you predict it I was kind of like, I kind of want to see the movie now, yeah. just to see how right you are. But I bet if you just walked, because I saw it was playing in the theater when we were upstairs, and I, yeah. if you walk by, like you'll see, and you'll be like, oh, that looks like one of the plot points right, right. he told me about. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Um, also, tell us your best or worst gift you've ever gotten. Yeah. Podcast at PennCinema.com. I bet you there's some gems. I'm sure there is. I, I'm not going to get into it now, but and I don't think we ever will. I don't think anybody will outdo some of the gifts you've gotten over the years. Oh, man. Nor will they outdo the gifts you've given over the years. Oh. And I won't say which end of the spectrum is which. Which is which. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, that's the best play, way to be a part of the show. Mm. We're also over at Facebook. You can right. be part of the conversation there. But if you want to support the show, Penn, what's the way to do that? Well, I think it's obvious. I mean, it's not. seems pretty clear to me. It's, right? I mean, yeah. do I need, do I need, should I say it out loud I anyway? Was, I mean. I, all right. Some people might be new. Okay, for the new people, yeah, or the the folks who need a little help, right? It, sometimes you need things spelled out for you, right? Nobody knows that better than me, right? Believe me, right? Right? I mean, you're not going to read it, but it better be spelled <laughs> right. <laughs> it better be spelled out, yeah. right? Um, I mean, the best way to support the show is to give it as a gift. <laughs> ah! Get a thumb drive, right? Or a, get a get a, a printable gift certificate yep. off of like word yep i have a friend who's turning 40 later and i mean could you imagine being that freaking old God. and about right past middle age right right, right. Oh, i mean you're pretty much dead yeah <laughs> so what i'm gonna do though is i'm gonna get it the biggest box i can find like the kind you, you would buy like a new window unit air conditioner in you know big you know couple feet wide tall box yeah and i'm going to paint the inside and at the bottom, <laughs> if you so when you open it from the top, you remove the lid, yeah. and on the bottom it says "Listen to the Penn Cinema Podcast," and it's going to have a gift card for, for, for 40, 40 weeks of free, free podcast listening. Right. No, 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 forty weeks because that's what you do. However, the however old your friend is turning, yeah, what you want to do is give them as a gift that many weeks of the Penn Cinema Podcast. Perfect. You sponsor their listening. For X number of weeks. And it would be especially wonderful if the kid is like three. <laughs> like, I got you. Yeah. Go to like a little kid's party. Not even a full month. And it's yeah. even better if you don't know the kid. Yeah. Right? Just find like a kid's birthday party. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. No. And come walking in with a big gift. Yeah. <laughs> like overwrapped. Yeah. You know, and then on the inside there's a gift card for 
three weeks of it's <laughs> even better if it's shaped like a bike. Right, <laughs> you know, like, right, yeah. like it clearly looks like right, something else. Right. You know, it's empty. <laughs> so. No, no, no. The bike's not for you. It's just I just used it to tape the card. To. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm taking the bike no, with me when I, I leave. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's my ride, yo. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, you know, if you need it spelled out, that's. But what if you don't have anyone? With a birthday coming. Well, up. if you don't, if you're not invited to any birthday parties, or none of your friends have birthdays coming up, the best yeah. thing you could do is tell a friend how much you enjoy the Penn Cinema podcast. Wow. That would really support the show. Yeah. All right. Well, next week, thousand three three thousand years of longing. <laughs> One thousand is the prequel. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, once again for the Penn Cinema podcast, I'm David Moulton. and I'm Penn Ketchum. <laughs> Take, Take care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.